0: What is going on, everyone? Casey Adams here. Welcome back to the Rise of the Young podcast. On today's episode, we have Zeb Evans, the CEO and founder of ClickUp, a company that offers project management solutions for businesses. Zeb Evans is currently based in San Diego, California and founded ClickUp in 2017. While running a previous business, Evans felt frustrated with having to use several different types of productivity and project management softwares. Here's a quote from Zeb. You don't know where tasks are. You don't know what people are working on. You certainly don't know where to find things or put things, he said. When I exited that company, this was the problem that I wanted to solve with ClickUp. ClickUp now claims more than 1 million users, including teams at Google, Samsung, and Uber. Now, Evans believes artificial intelligence will radically change project management software and how we approach work. Before we dive into the episode, please take a moment to share this episode with a friend. I personally use ClickUp for my businesses and it has been a phenomenal software. And like I said, I absolutely love it. So make sure you check it out. And with that being said, let's dive into the episode with Zeb Evans, the CEO and founder of ClickUp. All right, what is going on, everyone? Casey Adams here. Welcome back to the Rise of the Young podcast. Today, we have Zeb Evans, the co-founder and CEO of ClickUp. Thanks so much for coming on the show, Zeb.
1: Thanks for having me, Casey. Happy to be here.
0: So, First off, man, I just want to say congratulations on all of the success with ClickUp. I know that you guys recently raised $35 million, which is phenomenal. But for those that don't know what ClickUp is, I'd love for you to give them the overview of what it is that you built
1: yeah so ClickUp is a platform where you can put all of your work in one place so what that means is you know usually you'll have separate applications or maybe you're just using spreadsheets uh, for things like tasks and projects and your chat um, your communication and like your docs and so what ClickUp is is it just puts all those together in one place so that all of your work is together and the goal of doing that is is to save people time. So that's kind of just our mission is, is saving people time um, and, you know, eventually being able to put all of, all of your. Oh,
2: you froze there a little
0: bit. Can you say that again?
1: And yeah, just the last part was, was, uh, and eventually the goal um, is to save you one day
0: every week. Got it. I, I love that, man. When did you, Create ClickUp. Where did this begin, man?
1: Yeah, it's a good story. So, we to take a step back at, at my previous company. um, I've been on for my whole life, by the way. So I, I've always been like starting companies since I was like three or four years old. And at my most recent one, we started with Basecamp with just one person, just myself, and we ended up with like a hundred people spread out between ten different productivity apps. Yep. And the whole goal was to make you more productive yet we were feeling the opposite by using so many different applications i didn't know where to put the work i didn't know who to talk to or what what people were working on so ClickUp really was just it was an internal tool that we built for ourselves we were going to work on a completely different project um it was actually going to be a craigslist competitor okay where you could pay an app and remove sketchiness from craigslist have like a review system yep. and just remove that fraud from from the country and the world um And basically we got deep into building ClickUp for ourselves and we started sharing it with just friends in in San Francisco and uh, it took off. So we realized that, you know, our mission of kind of like saving ourselves time um, is really a mission that transformed into like a world mission of saving people time.
0: Yeah, for sure, man. When you guys look at the landscape of, you know, so many productivity apps, Slack and Asana and all these platforms, where were you guys focusing to begin with because I know as someone that uses ClickUp, as well as I've used many other productivity apps, there's something about them where you guys have, I would say cracked the code on what it really means to be productive, but what was the goal from day one when it comes to how are you gonna compete with these other platforms out there?
1: It's a great question. So what we realized was that why we, the the problem we had originally, which again was like having to use so many different applications was because, they were always so opinionated. Each of them had their own opinion about how you should work and what you're going to be able to do with their tool, which just created a lot of limitation around what you can use it for. So, you know, for example, if, if you're a you know, marketing company, you couldn't use the same tool as an engineering company, but you know, many people work with marketers and engineers in the same company, or they're working with contractors, um, you know, or you're a mom and pop shop and, and you know, you're working with a contractor that's building your website. So we had to remove that opinionation, really. And what we did was just build a platform that was so flexible that you really could use it for anything. Um, I mean, we literally have families that use us, and then we have, you know, like SpaceX that uses us for for sending rockets into space. So it's
2: a user that that uses
1: ClickUp. And really, from the beginning, it was all just about building a platform that was so customizable and flexible that it worked for the way that you work.
0: Yep. I love that, man. When you first launched from a software perspective, how did the process go of getting your first user and then starting to get other companies on board? Because that's obviously the goal of any software that's looking to get customers and you guys have done that so well. So what was your launch strategy and how, how did you go about obtaining these higher level clients and companies to use your platform?
1: Yeah, great, great question. So it's, Really, until two or three months ago, we grew completely organically, meaning we did not pay for a customer. We, customers came to us from referrals, of word of mouth, um, or SEO. So our very first users and customers were just through SEO. You know, we were, we would just do the classic long tail keywords yep. um, for for, th- for things that people were not uh, providing much content for, at least valuable content for, but that people were searching. Um, you know, at a at a decent rate. So you know, it starts with even. Even small things like people, 100 searches a month, right? If you can get something with very high intent for 100 searches a month, that means you know you could get 50 users per month for that, which just isn't a lot at first. But it compounds, and especially if you do 10 of those, you know that's 500 users a month. So, so that's kind of our strategy at first, and then all it was was obsession with the product. And so we have this kind of like flywheel of, of free users coming in, and then we have this obsession with like making the product better and listening to those users. And then we keep doing that. And it's it's this cycle of people referring other people and inviting other people into the system. Um, and eventually, you know, to your point about getting into larger companies is it, it always starts with just like a single person or a small team at that company. Yep. And then it branches out from there, right? So they tell, you know, Susie about them working with this new platform yep. and how it's so much better than X, Y, and Z. And then Susie's team uses it and then, you know, tells Jerry's team, yeah, and then it just starts growing within an enterprise.
0: I love that, man um, I know I said it at the beginning, but I saw the article in the whole PR campaign. You guys raised 35 million dollars Let's talk about that. Obviously that was more recent and I'm sure that's been game-changing for you guys, but What has that done for the company and what are you excited about with the new funding that you guys have?
1: Yeah, so we've to take a step back, I, I didn't really, I and mean, I'm from North Carolina, so I didn't even know what fundraising or was when <laughs> I was living there. So when we moved to San Francisco to start ClickUp, we, we didn't even think fundraising was an option, um, right? I had, I just had no idea. It seemed so foreign to me. And so we did it for that reason. Plus, we still just wanted, we still thought we could do it ourselves. Yep. And, you know, I would absolutely advocate for doing it yourself as long as you can, um, especially until you get product market fit. I, I
2: kind of advocate for
1: if you can do it organically without paying for users, do that all day, you can grow faster and more sustainably.
2: Yep. And
1: so that's what we did. We got to product market fit and to, to decent scale um, doing it ourselves. But then, you know, ultimately as you mentioned, like we're in the, it's this actually is the single most competitive software category in, in the world. The second, is C, the second is CRM. But the yep. project manager space is twice or three times competitive
2: than yeah. CRM.
1: So it's, you know, to really make a name for ourselves and to like plant our our flag, um, so to speak, we we kind of had to get somebody that has done this before, somebody with a little bit more experience than us, and that can carry us into like this this next phase um, of growth. But, you know, to be clear, we do, we always want to stay sustainable and not be one of those companies that's, you know, blowing $10 million per month on on marketing.
0: Yeah, for sure. By the way, we're part of North Carolina, I'm from Virginia, so neighbors. <laughs>
1: Nice. I'm originally from Winston-Salem and I lived in Charlotte for a while. We're just school in Blacksburg though.
0: Okay, very cool. Yeah, I'm right around, came from Richmond. I'm in um, Scottsdale now. I'm moving to LA soon. But um, I want to talk about that. Like prior to ClickUp, I know that you said you've always started businesses throughout your entire life. Where did this bug for entrepreneurship come from? And prior to ClickUp, where were you spending your time?
1: No, I don't really know where it came from. Um, my nobody really in my family was, was an entrepreneur, um, and and really from the beginning, since I was three or four years old, uh, I was a kid that was selling things. You know, I was always doing that stuff. Um, I guess my uncle did have. Um, just, I would go to his house in the in the summers when I started when I turned probably twelve or thirteen, um, and went to go work for him. He had like a, a kind of publishing business in Nashville. Um, so that certainly, you know, like sparked it a little bit more. But I, I had really always been selling things since ever, yeah. ever I can remember. I was creating and selling things. I mean, I got, I got suspended I, probably ten times in school uh, for selling candy to DVDs to T-shirts, like everything.
0: Yep, I love that. With software, what made you interested in building a software? That being obviously a highly competitive space, but. When did you get into software and what did that process look like as being an industry that is not only competitive, but requires funding and user growth. And it's something that, you know, has a, a lot of lessons to learn in that process.
1: Yeah. You know, I, I had always, so when I was 10 years old, I was in, uh, I was in a near, a near death experience, basically. And I was in the hospital for a long time, a couple of months. And I, there I, I got a laptop and I, I, that was where I first started like not really learning how to code, but learning how to build websites with like like easy, easy build websites. Yeah. And so that was where like I first kind of married this technology with entrepreneurship stuff. And then ultimately um, when I was in school, I went to school for about a year and a half at Virginia. Very cool. Company and there was a lot of inefficiency in the way we were doing social media. So I had another near death experience. Um, and I, I dropped out of school and I learned how to code and, and I, I don't know, I really don't know exactly like why I I thought that that was the way to go, but it just, it just felt right. It was like a gut thing. And I was like, I'm just going to learn how to code and do this. Uh, and then I built an application to really automate a lot of social media. Um, and that's how I got started. That's really how I got into it. you know, and I had, of course had no, this is why I also tell everybody, it's like anybody can do this, you know, coding and stuff feels so foreign to people. Um, especially if you're not living in California, it's very, very foreign, but like really anybody can pick it up in, in a matter of, of months. Um, and you can create your own things.
0: I love that, man. Where do you see most tech founders going wrong when launching a new product? I know that you talked about, um, obsessing about the consumer and the utilization of the actual product, but where do you see brands going wrong when launching a software specifically?
1: Yeah, there's, there's a lot of ways, but I, th- I think that, you know, people overthink the end user and they overthink developing software. They, they you, you kind of like the general consensus is, you know, you need a user research team and a UX team and a UI team and a bunch of designers and front end and back end and, you know, 50 different people to build something. And like with great people, you really don't, you really don't need that many people. And the reality is it doesn't have to be perfect. It's like just we our our number one core value is progress over perfection. Mm-hmm. So just release things. Just like get it out there to people, get their feedback, and then and then make it better. Iterate over time. Users will be very forgiving of you, especially early on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say that's the biggest mistake is like there's lots of people, they don't ever ship anything. You know, they'll they'll blow through two years worth of money and at the end of those two years they have nothing to show for it, nothing done, because they were always searching for perfection.
0: Yep. No, I love that, man. And Right now I'm building a software in the podcast space. And it's something that I've, you know, after talking to a lot of people, I'm focused on just getting something launched. And it's great to hear that. And I'm sure a lot of people will benefit from that. And I want to talk about that. You know, the early days where you're launching your MVP, you're getting your first users on board. What did you learn from that being that you weren't focused on perfection, but just progress? And what did that look like early on?
1: Our users always drove our roadmap, at least part of our roadmap, to some extent. So I always had this this vision of like putting your work in one place, like I mentioned early on. So if if what people were requesting aligned with that vision, then we would build that first. You know, we'd build pieces of pieces of it, different features um, that users really wanted, and and we use a feedback platform. We use it's called Canny, C-A-N-N-Y. Um, there's several of them out there, but I love And basically, it's a really simple like board,
2: and so you can
1: vote for you know what's what is most important to you, and you can add feedback there, and that kind of determined our roadmap early on and determine what we build next. You know, if a lot of people wanted time tracking, we would add time tracking.
0: Yep, very cool, man. When it comes to scaling a team, especially in these times where it's a lot of stuff is virtual. How have you gone about building team culture and hiring the right people, especially nowadays when, like I said, a lot of things are virtual and it's the landscape has has shifted? Yeah, it's you know
1: we had always been at least set up for working remote. I mean, we we are a tech company, so you have like those foundations in place. Plus, we use ClickUp, so it's like it it's just uh-huh. perfect for, for remote work anyway. Um, but I did always, in all honesty, like I wanted a, my first company, my first real tech company was remote and I, or at least 95% remote. And I wanted a, a company where we have like this, this human connection, right? This is like personal connection. Um, especially early on, I would advocate for that. I really would. Nothing beats being in the same room with somebody. Um, especially like in a startup when you're there, you know, all day, all night type of thing, like nothing, nothing's going to, nothing's going to beat that. It's, it's just not. Um, but and as, after you kind of have that MVP, then yeah, of course, you know, to, just to, to really scale, it's all about finding the best people, right? No matter where you are or who you are, it's just about finding the best people for the job. And, and so to do that, I mean, you know, it's, it, the answer is going to be remote a lot of times. And that's why, you know, today we do hire uh, remote people as, as well. So there's like, there's a balance to it, you know, and I would say the founders are like the, the key people to the company. They really should be together. And then kind of the rest of this team, you can hire remotely if that's, if that's your prerogative.
0: Totally. And I know that you talked about a core value, which is progress over perfection. Do you have any other, I would say mantras that you've used as a founder and CEO that keeps the team aligned, that allows you guys to stay on track together? And if so, what are those?
1: Yeah, I mean, we, at the end of the day, our our biggest thing that we care about is the customer, right? So, So customer experience comes first. Like that is another huge core value we preach all day, say yes empower ourselves to say yes even if it means losing money and and so we, we we first and foremost like that's what that's what kind of build the the foundation of of um, our company I mean that's what every business is built on is customers and I think we've lost that in many ways um, but the second thing you know is growing one every day yeah so we we have everybody read a book called the slight edge uh, when they start with us and it, it's really just about doing little things that add up and they compound over time um, and that's how, that's how you win, you know, if, if you can, it, it's very hard to change the world and just start changing the world. Right. Because it, you, you think about how do I get to the end of,
2: that. yep. It goes along with progress over perfection, whereas
1: it's like, if you can just do 1% a day, 1% every day, then eventually you'll, you'll get there. Um,
0: and you'll figure it out. Totally. The name ClickUp. I've always been curious, where did the name come from and what made you choose it?
1: Yeah, there's you know the people. Everybody has their own their own kind of story, but but the actual truth really is just that. Um, at my social media firm before that social media automation company, uh, we had always had the name ClickUp in our back pocket okay. because it, you know it's about clicks, right? In social media, it's about increasing clicks. And so when we were brainstorming, you know, when we were, we, we used ClickUp as an internal tool, right? So it didn't really matter as much what it was named. Um, so we kind of just started calling it ClickUp because we already had the domain and we had you know, everything like that. Um, and then it just stuck, you know, we, we, we did consider changing our name early on. Um, but when we ran surveys and tests, like we found that ClickUp was a really, actually a really good name that it was easy to remember, it was easy to spell. Um, and it was, it's two simple words. Right. If you can put two simple words together, then it's really easy for people to remember.
0: Totally. What would you say is the most challenging part about what you do as a CEO?
1: Yeah, there. It, you know, hiring always comes down to like whether or not you're going to be able to scale. Hiring, I would say, is is kind of first and foremost. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like this, CEO's job is it, it becomes problems at a certain point. Where you know you have a great teams, um, great managers, but and they're able to solve most of the problems. But the problems that they can't solve, or the are the ones that are the most challenging, right? So the most challenging problems come to the CEO, and that's ultimately kind of what my job has become. More is is solving the biggest
0: problems. I love that. What does your you know day to day look like as a CEO? You have a great team. You're building a phenomenal product, and you're always iterating as the ceo where do you tend to spend your time on a day-to-day basis
1: yeah there's it it changes every day is is the short answer for sure um but i still i look at like a couple buckets and and my my mornings are like busy work more so like getting emails done answering everybody's questions um kind of thinking about those problems that i talked about and then as you move to afternoons it's more meetings like kind of one-on-one meetings or meetings with customers Uh, and then my nights are all product, right? So I love like products, my passion. Um, and that's what I love doing. So my nights are always, always product, but I mean, I'm sure, you know, you guys have talked about like routines before. I can't, I can't like preach enough about routines, especially in the morning. Now, when you wake up, like have a routine, wake up at the same time or similar time, exercise, eat something very light. If you're. Yep.
2: Um, a juice,
1: right? That's what I do every day. And I write my journal. Also, I write my journal right when I get up. And you kind of like write big problems for the day, things you're gonna do, thoughts you're feeling. Um, those, it seems so dumb. Like it really just seems so dumb. But like that, that stuff is is life changing. It really yeah, is.
0: Totally. I, I wanted to bring up too. I know that recently you were posting on Instagram the billboards that you guys have all over. Um, how what is that feeling like? I know that you're posting it, but to be able to have some billboards up and to represent the brand as you are. Just as the CEO and the growth that you've had, um, what has that felt like? You know, I know that it was important when you were posting it. It was super cool to follow along. But billboard ads—it's something I saw you guys recently doing, and I wanted to talk about it.
1: Yeah, dude, it, it was—it was very surreal seeing it, um, for sure. I mean, you know, San Francisco is a city of software billboards, right? Every billboard is is software there, and so it's unlike any other city in the world. It's not, you know, it's not kind of just throwing them up and and doing random mass marketing. like It is your target audience to many extent. And so I had always wanted to, it was like always oh, just a dream of mine, you know, is to, to have a billboard. Um, and we got them and, and it was, it's was it been very surreal and it was so cool going to see them. But the, the reality was it they actually performed really, really well. You know, we saw, it's hard to measure billboard like responses, right, billboard success, because it's not like a direct, you know, click yeah. where you can track the ID and things like that. but with a billboard, you actually can measure uplift when you turn them on, the day you turn them on, and you look and locate, you even Google Analytics can do this, and it shows you like the locations of conversions and locations of traffic, um, and you turn it on, and you can see a, a very big uplift in, in traffic, so it's actually been worth the money, believe it or not.
0: Very cool. That's super cool to see, man, and I know that you guys crushed it when it comes to the simplicity of them. Um, I wanted to touch on social media. How have you guys as a company utilized social media for growing the brand, for talking to customers, and how important has that been for you guys?
1: You know, we've – so if you combine, like, Reddit and Facebook groups, um, there's Twitter stuff, but there's, there's this whole community. And our community has been more valuable than, than anything, like, like, really priceless. And, and kind of that goes back to what I was talking about: how you get those first users, and you develop things based on their feedback, and then they bring more users into the system, and that creates that community. And so we know when we're when we're not there to help them, um, or when they have questions that are just outside of the realm of customer service, they want to know how to set things up. There's a community of of advocates and champions there for for new users. So it's I mean I can't even put a number on it. It, it truly is priceless, um, and we would not be We would not be in the same position if it wasn't for those communities.
0: For sure. And um, I have a couple more questions before we wrap up. One of them is just looking into the future of productivity and the apps that are out there. What are you excited about with ClickUp personally? I know that you touched on it earlier, but just moving forward into this new year and beyond, what are you excited about?
1: There's lots of feature things that I get excited about on a day-to-day basis, but like the big vision for 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 me is is it's it's again it's it's the same version. It's just it's just scaling it right to to the whole world, and and so if we can you know at the end of this this next year if if we can um, you know increase X percentage points uh, and we're still fulfilling that mission of saving people time and putting all of your work in one place, like then I'm a happy camper. Like that's that's my ultimate vision and goal, and that's what we're always tracking towards. It's just it's just saving people time.
0: Yep, I love that. Uh, last question before we wrap up, Zeb is: If you were to look back along your journey of starting ClickUp to what you know now, what advice would you give yourself if you were going back and starting on day one?
1: You know, I don't know if I would change too much, but I would say that I worried a lot early on. Right, you're getting into a really competitive market, um, and I would just say like trust in my gut more. You know, like like you do, you just you just really have to like you'll you'll hear everything under the moon of, you know, you can do this, you can't do that. Like, we were always told we wanted to build software for everyone and everything. And, you know, that's not smart to do, right? That's not what you're supposed to do. And, 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 and in most cases, I, I think that's true. I think that, that's right. Um, but we were just, we had the right timing and, and the, the right kind of vision for the productivity space. And so I stuck true to that, but it was, I can't tell you how much I worried about it for sure. And second guess myself. Um, So I really would have told myself, like, you know, don't second guess yourself, just keep going. And we probably could have gone even faster than what we did.
0: For sure. Uh, Last but not least, for everyone that's been listening today, that's wanting to stay in touch with yourself and the entire ClickUp team, where's the best place they can learn more and most importantly, stay in touch with yourself as well?
1: Yeah. So clickup.com is a, we have tons of resources there. If you click on the learn tab, um, but also on YouTube, if you just search ClickUp, like there is kind of like Casey mentioned, there's a massive community of yep. people out there to like help you understand their product and learn the product. Um, and myself, I'm Zeb at clickup.com um, or at DJ curfew on, on social media.
0: Yep. Uh, perfect. Well, Zeb, I just want to say again, thank you so much for coming on today. I'll make sure to link that all down below so that the listeners can check that out and, Again, man, thanks so much for coming on. I love ClickUp myself and I'm looking forward to what you guys create in the future.
1: Likewise, Casey. Thanks so much.